0: Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you for joining me today. Can you believe it's November already? I cannot. <laughs> we are moving full force over here into the busiest time of year for most Etsy sellers. And I'm curious, how are you feeling about that? Is it a wahoo, let's do this kind of vibe, or more of a Woof. I'm bracing for impact moment. <laughs> if I'm honest, this year I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't know if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram for both. You can find me at um it's at how to sell your stuff. That's the handle. At how to sell your stuff. And I'll link it down for you in the show notes, of course, but Last week, I shared that I made this huge mistake in my Etsy shop. It was expensive in both time and money to make it right. And I'm not going to go into it too much here because I want to honor your time and stay on topic. But all that to say, it's adding to the wolf factor (laughs) to me. I'm a bit tired from it. So I'm bracing for that holiday order impact. Um, If you want to check out that story later, uh, I think you'll be entertained. You can go find me at at how to sell your stuff on either Insta or TikTok, and you can hear my sob story and how it turned out. Because in the end, actually, it was hard for me, but it turned out so awesome. Happy customers in the end is all you really—it's—it's it's the goal. It's the goal. So today, we're going to talk about the main reasons why some Etsy shops don't make any money, and I'm going to be exposing the five mistakes that new sellers sometimes make that cause their shop to flounder. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't worry if you've made any or all of these mistakes. This should not make you feel guilty. I actually made them too in the beginning. They're like badges of honor for new Etsy sellers. <laughs> so don't worry. Hopefully from today on, by shedding some light on them, we can set it right so you can start moving towards your goals. So mistake number one, they don't prioritize the customer experience. So bear with me this is really important. The way you make your your shoppers and customers feel will literally make or break your Etsy shop. I've noticed that a lot of new shop owners don't necessarily appreciate this enough in the beginning or know how they can be um, setting themselves up for success in this area. You know, people want to buy from companies or people that they know, like, and trust. And while, yes, the Etsy platform does some of that for you, your particular shop needs to generate its own credibility with shoppers. Now the absolute strongest way to establish it is with multiple sales under your belt. Ideally a hundred plus is what, you know, when a customer or shopper sees it, they're thinking, okay, this is a legitimate shop and also five-star reviews that have the actual, like, you know, text written out, not just the stars. Those are going to be the strongest ways to build your credibility, but don't worry if you're brand new we all started brand new and built our way up. And, and, and you're still building toward that. There are ways that you can help shoppers feel really good about buying from you. So here's, I'm going to throw some out for you, okay? You can respond to DMs really quickly and also be really friendly and helpful about it. Um, I've noticed that I'm more likely to get the sale if I respond really quickly because probably they've reached out to more than one shop. Maybe, you know, in the same niche, if I'm real quick to get to it and I'm super friendly and I'm conveying this feeling of like, no, I really want to make this for you. Like, I really want to do business with you. People respond well to that. You can also write a really warm welcome in your shop announcement section that goes at the very top of your Etsy shop and people read that. They're more likely to read that than a listing description or your about section. Like that place is money. So make sure that that is creating a warm and inviting vibe. And then you can tell shoppers a bit about you in the about section. It is, it's is—it's a really good idea to fill it out and make it sound like you. Make it personal. Share your story. Get some pictures up there. You can write your product listings with a few sentences that create connection or a feeling so that your shop feels like a boutique rather than a big box store. You know, I see so many um, new sellers come in and their shop listings are just, it's like a copy and paste of just data, just just info. And I kind of, I kind of get where they're coming from. They're probably thinking like no one wants to have to read through stuff. They're looking for something they want to get to it quick. And that's true. So you do want your, your data point to, uh, of the um, listing description to be organized and easy to digest and read, but it is really nice if you can kind of create a feeling in there too. This is, this is possibly the only place that that shopper is going to connect with your brand. They're going to, they're going to find your, listing your product in the feed, they're not necessarily going to pop over to your shop and look at that welcome um, announcement and look at your about section. You, you have a very critical few seconds there in the top of that item description for your product. So just a few things to, to think about. The confidence that a customer has to buy from you, come back as a repeat customer and give you a glowing review is directly linked to the experience and care that you show each and every one of them. And I know this isn't a super sexy topic. (laughs) I I know that about, about um, about the Etsy community, but it's still a critical one. So if you would like more info on this topic, if you know customer service is a place you could grow, develop, it doesn't come naturally. I go into way more detail in podcast episode five, which I will link in the show notes. It's called Why Customer Service is Massively Connected to Your Success as an Etsy Seller. So go check it out there if that would help you. Mistake number two, their product images don't stand out in the feed. A new seller could quite literally have the best quality product available. They've got the best one for the fastest turnaround time at the most competitive price, and they will still be skipped over for a different shop. The problem, they didn't have a strong enough photography game to catch their their shopper's attention. And, And among the other choices in the Etsy feed, Theirs was not the one that just jumped out. It's it literally comes down to that. Think about how busy that feed is. You know, you go search for anything, you think about everything that populates. You need to imagine your product in that feed. How would it look amongst the other pictures that your competitors have put out? So. Let's talk photography for a few minutes. This isn't rocket science, I promise you, okay? I've only ever used my iPhone, should I admit that? I think I should, I think that's helpful for you, right? I've only ever used my iPhone and some simple apps which I don't even always use to create and edit my Etsy photos and I've literally made hundreds of thousands of dollars selling my products on Etsy. So don't think you've gotta go buy some ritzy camera and gear and become a professional, you don't. But here are a couple of tips. Use lifestyle pictures, especially as that main thumbnail that's going to show up in the feed. People tend to be more drawn to photos in the feed that show, they show products that are like staged or being used. Show it in real life, and um, the only caveat to that is be careful that your picture doesn't create confusion about exactly what you're selling. Um, I once used to t- I used to use this picture that I created where one of my signs was staged on a mantle in front of a beautiful wreath and it was very farmhousey and cute. And I thought my perfect shopper is going to love this look. And I ended up getting more questions about if I sold the wreath. (laughs) They couldn't tell if I was selling the sign, selling the wreath and not everyone's going to go read the title. I know that they should, but this is the world we live in. So definitely get creative and show your product in its natural habitat, so to speak, just keep, keep that in mind. Another tip is, use natural lighting. You don't need a fancy lighting kit. Use natural lighting and, and watch out for glare or shadows. So you might take your products outside near dusk when the lighting is really even or on an overcast day. And then you can, or, or another thing that you can do is um, in, in similar conditions, you can photograph them in front of a window if you're just inside. It's as simple as that. Uh, Another tip, pay attention to the scale of your product. This will happen a lot with jewelry. You don't want the, the, the setup or the layout of your photo to make your product look bigger or smaller than it actually is. It's sometimes a good idea to get someone else's opinion, like show them your picture and show them the product, you know, of a, a friend, a family member, someone, and just say, hey, does this look to scale? You know, does this earring look the size that it really is or, or whatever it is? That's one of the biggest things that people will get bad reviews about is if they feel like it was totally misrepresented. And I know you got it in the item description. I definitely know that. But you really want to be clear in your photos because most shoppers are just going to look at the photos and like the reviews. They're not going to look at the item description most of the time to check the scale. Um, also, in order to really stand out in the Etsy feed, I kind of touched on this, but it can be tremendously helpful to look and see how other shops who sell similar products to yours do it, and 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 get your get yourself some ideas and inspiration. We're not talking about copying, but go take a look. You're going to get an idea of oh. This kind of photo for my product works really well. It really pops out if it's, you know, a mostly white background that seems to do the trick or, oh, wow, these are all white. My thing isn't going to jump out at all if I do white as well. But wow, this image where it's on maybe a wood, um, you know, photo mat or something like that it looks really good. You'll get some ideas that way by taking a look at the feed. You want to you experience... Um, your products in the feed the way that your customers would. So, the best way is to search for your, you know, this use your search terms that you would use for your product. Go look at what the results show, and you're going to see what, what does it take to jump out in this feed? You're going to get lots of ideas. The bottom line, you will need to stand out on the feed with your listing thumbnails in order to win the sale. Pictures are the most critical thing. So, for more in depth Etsy photography tricks of the trade, I have a blog post. Um, it's called Etsy Photography Tips. Are your photos selling or repelling potential customers? And that will give you some um, some good advice on, you know, just going into a little more detail. Or I have a free PDF download. It's called Four Strategies I Used to Grow My Etsy Shop from $25 to $6,000 per month. So both of those things, the blog post and that PDF download are linked in the show notes for you to grab. Really good resources just to get you to that next level of the photography game. Mistake number three. They don't use the right keywords in their listing titles. So it's important to remember that most shoppers use Etsy like a search engine. Just like if they went to Google or Pinterest, they're just going to go straight to that search bar and they're going to be typing the words that they would use to describe your product. Etsy uses those words to generate a list of results for them. And then the shopper looks through them to see which product pictures most appeal to them. And from there, you know, just side note, they're going to compare price, turnaround time, seller seller credibility, but mostly it's going to come down to which photo looks great. But the only chance that you have, unless you pay for Etsy ads to actually get in front of that perfect shopper, is if your listing title, your product title has the exact same words in it that the shopper typed in that search bar. So before new sellers learn this, they'll often make the mistake of using their own words to describe their product. You know, as creators, we can have this tendency to be overly creative and come up with cutesy terms that, you know, are unique and that feels good. But you should never do this for your Etsy titles. Our shoppers are just not going to find your products. This kind of branding, uh, you know, the cutesy branding, it only works for well-established brands or famous people who are going to be sending their own followers or traffic to their listings because those shoppers then already know what those search, you know, special search phrases are. It's part of the vernacular of that brand culture. But you need to find out how customers would describe your product. What words do they use? And you want to pack as many of those phrases into your title and your product tags as you possibly can. Mistake number four, they don't promote their products off of Etsy. Okay, so we all love Etsy because that marketplace brings us a huge amount of traffic that we don't have to generate ourselves. It's why so many of us can succeed on Etsy, whereas trying to do our own shop would be really hard because you have to be able to market at a whole different level. Etsy is providing the traffic, the audience, the shoppers. The Etsy algorithm can do great things for you if. You have a product that's trending. You use the right search terms in your titles and your photography is on point. But the truth for many sellers is they're going to have to do some work to promote their products off Etsy too. I mean, depending on your goals. Obviously, there are a lot of free places that you can promote them. You can use Facebook, Instagram. TikTok is huge if you can figure that game out. And if your product is appropriate for it, this is interesting, LinkedIn right now Um, is a great place to get organic reach, which just means that when you go post, you're going to reach a lot more, a lot of people without having to, you know, pay for an ad. Whereas on Facebook, when you post now, a lot of times, if you really want to get in front of a lot of people, you're going to have to actually pay for an ad. LinkedIn is like Facebook was 10 to 15 years ago. You can get great organic reach. You can reach a lot of people without having to pay for an ad. So um it's a good idea to pick one or two of you know these different free places that you can start promoting your products off of Etsy but the very best the best platform to promote your products for free in my opinion is Pinterest it's think of how visual it is. It's the easiest way for a new seller to get their products in front of lots of new eyeballs. Pinterest is somewhere that people just like the Etsy feed, right? It's literally think about it. It's so similar. You go to the search bar, you type what you're looking for, and then you are shown a a whole bunch of pictures and you pick the ones that jump out to you the most. So it's, it's really helpful. And I'll also um, say right here, we have a huge advantage right now because Pinterest is, it's, in some ways, it's almost like a brand new platform. And you can have, you know, kind of a unique advantage if you embrace their new form of content called Idea Pins. Have you guys heard about this yet? Um, the background is that Pinterest first launched this concept. It was called, first it was called a Story Pin. It was in, in beta back in September of 2020. And then they renamed them a bit later, which actually Idea Pins kind of perfect because most people are going to Pinterest for ideas. But they're really unique as a form of content on Pinterest because they don't directly link to an offsite. You know, Pinterest is trying to make the platform more social. It's trying to keep users there longer. And a traditional pin sends people off of Pinterest. So they're they're trying to create content that doesn't do that. So if you're on Instagram, idea pins function kind of like they're like a combo between stories and reels in that they're, you know, they are short form images or videos, but the the main difference between, you know, um, an idea pin and a Instagram story is they don't expire. They're just going to stay. I've had some really great success getting crazy reach with idea pins. Um, I've been using it for a different, uh, not for my Etsy shop because I actually don't don't want to get more sales right now um, <laughs> because with the holidays, I'll be busy enough. But for another website project that I have, oh my goodness. Um, and actually for this podcast, I've been getting crazy reach with doing idea pins. It's, it's a really cool thing to check out. So using idea pins right now can get you way more exposure, whether you're brand new or you have an established Pinterest account. They're getting the idea pins are getting a priority in the Pinterest algorithm And a lot of the more senior Pinterest users are not embracing them. They are not using them because they're frustrated that they can't link to their websites. And they really depend on Pinterest for um, sending lots of traffic to their website. So, but if someone sees your product in an idea pin and loves it, they're going to go look for you on Etsy. So this means you you and I have an advantage to get seen if we want to start using them and and master them right now. You don't want to wait too long. You want to do it now because they will become, you know, that after, now that it's been introduced and kind of normalized a little bit, it's going to slow, you know, these things always change, right? So if you're curious to learn more about using Pinterest for your Etsy shop, you would probably love podcast episode eight. It was called How to Use Pinterest to Sell on Etsy. It was one of my favorites, actually. And I will give you the basics on how to tackle this. We'll go into much more detail. And as always, I have linked that episode for you in the show notes. (music) Today's podcast is brought to you by the Perfecting Pinterest eCourse by Sophia Lee. Okay, so I'm particularly excited about today's sponsor because if you use this resource correctly, you could completely blow up your Etsy shop with sales. No joke. If there was ever a game changer for Etsy success, it is Pinterest and learning how to master it. Before I tell you more, you need to know I have quite literally spent over $1,000 on Pinterest courses over the years several thousand on blogging courses. And I learned a ton. Most of them were valuable. I don't have a whole bunch of regrets. But earlier this year, I was introduced to the blogger, Sophia Lee, who started her blog in college and has killed the game. Four years later now, she's earning $70,000 per month per month from her blog. I was intrigued, (laughs) so I bought her blogging e-course and her Pinterest e-course because A, I was curious about her strategy since her blog is so lucrative, and B, I could not believe how reasonable the price was. Like, wow, compared to what I have spent before, it was an absolute steal. I also have a blog in addition to my Etsy shop, and so I learned early on that Pinterest is the most powerful way to get readers to your blog. And it's one of the best free ways to drive traffic to your Etsy shop. So the reason I'm partnered with Sophia Lee today is because I went through her Pinterest course and it was outstanding. I'm not kidding. Outstanding. It was packed with so much value. I would recommend it to my best friend. I already recommended it to my mom who took it and loved it. And I have zero reservations recommending it to you either. So if you have not tried promoting your Etsy listings on Pinterest, which is some of the best free traffic you can get, or you still need to learn how to build strategy for Pinterest, I cannot recommend perfecting Pinterest enough. Sophia Lee built her Pinterest course to teach bloggers how to promote their posts. But what you'll learn directly applies to your Etsy listings too. In all the places where she is linking a blog post, you'll do the same with your Etsy listings. I feel confident you'll get a ton of value out of it. You can grab my link down in the show notes and check out the course info today. It's immediately available to you. And I am so excited to see what a difference it makes. Mistake number five, they don't pay attention to trends. So if you're still trying to decide what to sell in your Etsy shop or you're having trouble getting traction, this one is especially for you. Although I think everyone can really benefit from chewing on this for a few minutes. You have to pay attention to trends and it's easier than you might think. You know, for a long time, that always felt really intimidating to me because I am not super hip. I am not, I, I am more of a, a middle to late adopter. So you say you've got to know the trends. And I'm just like, well, call my sister because that's the person who's going to answer that for you. But um, you, this is easier on Etsy. I'm going to, I'm going to give you some hints here, some pointers. You can make an awesome product. You can have beautiful packaging. You can have a fair price point and a great looking shop and then sell nothing because no one is in the market to buy it. And sometimes this is a seasonal problem. Sometimes it's a niche that doesn't shop on Etsy. And sometimes you're too late on the trend. Even that's okay because your amazing skills can be pivoted. You can always pivot to something else that people are buying now. So think about it this way. Most people aren't shopping for Christmas ornaments in March. If that's all you sell, you're probably only going to make steady sales from August through through December. We shouldn't be confused if we're not making many sales in March selling Christmas ornaments. But maybe you could tweak your shop and also make Easter decorations or new baby ornaments. Those might work year round to some degree, right? As a gift for showers and whatnot. You, you could do something that would match each season. And that's a way that you could you know, expand that shop. If you were to sell graduation t-shirts, you might get some sales at the end of the year for December graduates, but you're going to get the most traction from March to May around graduation time. People are buying graduation gifts. They're thinking about graduation. You shouldn't expect to make a ton of sales for graduation t-shirts in July. But what if you came up with a summer or beach tea line? You know, you could expand for for other seasons, for other trends. It, uh, <laughs> this, one, um, this one hurts my heart. If you're trying to sell palette art, you're probably too late to the party. Even I'm working on pivots because farmhouse signs are becoming so yesterday as we speak. It's fading out. This is an example of a super saturated market that has fewer and fewer buyers. But there are some really cool trends happening with wood. People still love wood and they have more of a geometric look, but that could be a way you could enter the market that still has some steam. The bottom line is you have to be selling something that people are buying. A great way to find out, here's your big tip, come back to me if you're multitasking, a great way to find out what the current trends are is literally just to study the homepage of Etsy. You scroll down a bit, it's gonna, first it's gonna try to show you everything that you've looked at recently and try to sell, you know, sell that to you because it already knows that you like it. But if you get below that or you go to another device or you go to another browser where you have never logged in before and it's just gonna show generic Etsy assuming it knows nothing about you, it is gonna tell you exactly what is trending? Um, it's gonna give you list after list. You can scroll through. They are loud and proud about what's trending. And that is a great resource for you. Do you see how easy that is? Crazy. And that, my dears, is our list for today the five reasons Etsy shops don't make money. And I hope it was super valuable to you. You can drop me a DM on Instagram or TikTok at the handle how to sell your stuff and tell me your aha moment today. What jumped out? I would love to connect. And don't forget, I just released a free Etsy masterclass called How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop. I worked super hard on this e-course to make sure it was valuable information just for you. It's about an hour of actionable training that you'll be able to implement right away. And you can grab that right now at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. Of course, link down below for you. And that's all for today, my friends. Have an awesome week. I'll see you on next week's podcast. <laughs> it's holiday season, woohoo! Go sell some stuff. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.